Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. couple that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like Slow to Speak, Quick to Listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode. So today we're going to be talking about really the red flags for narcissists or narcissism Mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call it, right? We're going to be talking about that and we're going to be talking about it in detail. We're going to go over the most popular ones, most popular red flags. We're not going to go over all 30 because we'd be here for like three hours. But that being said, we are going to do that. And the reason why is because it's honestly, number one, a very popular topic. However, we're going to take a very, very, very different approach to this. And honestly, I would say it's going to be very different than anything else you've ever heard in the rest of the industry on what the rest of the industry does here typically. Yes. And meaning we are actually going to dive into each red flag and explain what is really happening and essentially debunk each red flag and explain really what's going on. I'm not going to lie. I almost every person I talk to, they're like, oh, my spouse is a narcissist or I've been labeled a narcissist. And that's how common it is. It's like 98% of the people that we we talk to, there's someone labeled a narcissist. And so we're going to talk about this because it's so important. And, you know, so that's going to be why we dive into these to truly give you light on the truth. Yeah. And you might be like, well, do you have a degree to talk about this? Are you specialized to talk about this? No, no, we don't. We don't have a degree to talk about it. Um, I mean, I'm, I guess like specialized technically with behavioral change therapy, but I mean, that's not really a degree or anything like that. It's just certification. Uh, That being said though, still, Uh, It doesn't matter if you have a degree or not. Like no one, no, and to be honest, like when it comes to the degree, the answer is no, in short. However, we went to the school of hard knocks and didn't just read this out of some book. Like not only that, but a degree or or someone else, just because they have a degree, this doesn't mean they should give you advice. Like it doesn't mean you should take advice from them because like, oh, I have a degree. That means I can help you with your marriage. But I've never been through marriage problems. I've never even been married probably. And I've been, or I've been divorced. Like really? Yeah. I actually have a degree in finance, but you don't want to talk to me about stocks and stuff. 
Right. So <laughs> completely pointless. Right. In that aspect. So just because there's a degree doesn't mean like there's actual knowledge. And we have been through this. Not only have we been through it, but we have had hundreds of clients as well go through the same things and come out successful through this. And so, well, you know, we're not going to just lay down and just follow what society says about narcissism and this trend of like labels. We're not going to follow into that and we're going to speak the truth. So we do challenge you that if you're like really put off right now to open your heart and your mind and your eyes and just really listen with an open mind to be receptive. And if you don't and you choose to leave right now, just know that you're more toxic than the person that you think is actually toxic because you're the most toxic person on the planet and that because that is a fixed mindset. So that being said, we're going to dive into this for you. We're going to debunk a lot of the red flags here. We're not going to go through, again, all 30 of them because we just don't have the time for that. <laughs> no. But we're going to go through, uh, well, the first part we're going to go through actually six signs, your partner's a narcissist. And where I got this from, it was like a counseling i'm not gonna say who it was but it's typically i got it from a counseling site because the reason why i wanted to do that was number one to highlight how a lot of people get labeled narcissist by counselors which one like they should they shouldn't be doing that one you know it's a brain um it's a brain issue so like even yes it's real but the very very (laughs) very 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 few people on the planet actually have it and that being said like it's one of those things just like bipolar or anything else like it's it's one of those things that like you need an actual like EEG to actually diagnose this. Like it's, it's, you need to know the brain patterns, the brain waves, like you need to actually be going to a neurologist to understand what's really going on here paired with someone that actually knows what they're talking about. So I just want to put that out there. But that being said, we're going to go over this um, part of it. Then we're going to add, I added an additional uh, few of these to this that are most common. So we're going to go over the most common red flags here. So number one, the number one, uh, one, well, one of the red flags is that they have an excessive need for attention. And like, so this is one of the big red flags. Yep. So like copy and paste it from the website here. So I'm just going to make sure I paraphrase what they said, but uh, narcissists have a distorted sense of self-importance and entitlement and will often go to great limits to receive attention from others. <laughs> uh, their belief that they have been above everyone and everything goes hand in hand in with their need for constant admiration, uh, attention, whatever, same thing. Like they have a f- fantasy of sorts, basically. Yeah, they live in that fantasy world of yeah. just like all the focus on them. Yeah, a sign, a sign your partner has NPD might be them showing a little to no interest in conversations where they aren't the focus. They may have to interrupt and, and shift focus in, in inappropriate times, observing how your partner interacts with others in group settings versus when one-on-one interactions, basically. So it's it's a good way to better understand their personality is what it says. Now, we're going mm. we're gonna to dive into this and just throw this crap right out the window. Yes. So essentially, I really can't stand this. Um, in this aspect, so I'm going to just speak for myself. I won't let Tommy throw me under the bus first. I'll, I'll just take ownership. I had the most excessive need for attention and I sought it out and it didn't matter who I hurt. Like if I hurt someone or offended someone, like including Tommy, I didn't care. Um, like I just needed attention and I had had it all like figured out in my head, you know, in these aspects. And it wasn't that I didn't care. There was just so much internally going on that, you know, it was really me seeking validation from others because of my own lack of confidence in that. 
And there's just so much that plays a role into this that it's not about them being a narcissist. It's about they are not a healthy individual. They don't know how to have true self-worth, true self-confidence. Most people that are labeled narcissistic are some of the most um, in like un- unconfident individuals I've ever seen. Yeah, they lack a lot of self-confidence. Uh, self-worth. Self-worth, a lot of that. And they're trying to seek it through validation, attention, uh, it, you know, a lot of, it, there's two sides to the coin of narcissism. Like people are labeled overt narcissist. So I'm, I'm going to tackle that too for you. People bring it up. And then um, covert narcissism, which I thought she was a covert narcissist. So there's other things too there. But when it comes down to this type of stuff, like, yeah, she needed a lot of attention, but that was due to other things going on internally with her from all the things she said, plus a lot of internal beliefs that were going on on a deep rooted subconscious level. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of trauma from her childhood. A lot of trauma. Like there was a lot of things that like that she saw in her childhood that made her want to seek attention in certain ways uh, on a subconscious level. Uh, there, there was a lot of things going on. And a lot of people that we talk to have those exact issues. Yeah. And like a lot. Honestly, I'm just going to be honest here. So even though I know that like I hurt people and like I didn't care, you know, that aspect, I honestly at the time I didn't, I didn't think that I was doing anything wrong. And we had that argument all the time. He was like, you're flirting with people and doing and I'm like, no, I'm not. And, you know, we had that constant battle because at the time, like I didn't see it because that was just how I knew to be. You know, I did have a traumatic, like I had a lot of trauma from my childhood, a lot of things processed, you know, not processed through it. I didn't, you know, know how to deal with. And so I had all these internal things going on, all of these beliefs. And on top of that, so, you know, it mentioned personality here and personality. We're just going to go ahead and address this. First of all, your personality changes. It's a mask that you wear in different situations to that. You think that you'll get the best results that in itself, by the way, could be considered a narcissist because essentially you wear a mask yeah, to the, get a re- yeah it's whole take the perception. mask off type of thing yeah right so um that that just literally labels every person I know including the people pleasers a mask um a narcissist for that right in, in that category but essentially personality changes but then we also have our inward identity and that doesn't change and that's how God created us at our core which no one talks about that and, you know, knows how to understand that. And that's why we, we teach so much on this aspect. And literally once I figured that out about myself, it like opened my eyes. But, you know, that also plays a role. So there's so many different aspects that play into that desire for attention that, you know, just to say that someone's a narcissist because they want attention is it literally it's just throwing a label on because they don't know what else to do. And I've actually been told by counselors that, you know, when they don't know what's to do or like to, or what's going on, that they'll just throw out like narcissist or bipolar because that gives an or a quote unquote an answer. Yeah. BPD, narcissism, bipolar <laughs> is the most common ones. But like, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's so many other things. People like to throw freaking labels on someone. And like the thing, one of the things I picked up on, like that you were saying like a while ago was, was kind of funny, which wasn't even on here, which is the whole mask thing. So many people wear a mask. I used to. I used to wear a mask. I used to have a front. I used to want to seek attention just in different ways, like validation through other people and like trying to like keep on up this persona and like, you know, of being like certain ways and like driving certain cars and like all these different things. That would be considered narcissist. Right. But that's that's more than half of America. I wouldn't even say I would say honestly, like I I don't think nine percent. Yeah, there hasn't been a person that I've talked to that hasn't worn a mask of some sort. 
And that's what they tell me because at the core of it, they don't feel accepted for them. And we've coached hundreds and hundreds of people and talked to tens of thousands of people every year with marriage issues. And a lot of them are labeled narcissists. It's like, and then what happens is, is like this other person, um, or this, this, um, the person that's usually in this case, like not standing and they're wanting, they're like, Oh, well, there's no hope and stuff like that. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, Oh, well, there's no hope. I can't change them. If they're just, something's wrong with them. They're broken. Right. And that's so wrong. Number one, you or anyone else should never label anyone a narcissist. Like that, that's God doesn't create, God doesn't create man, woman, and then narcissist. That's not how it works. Like he doesn't create those things. Yes. People have brain issues and stuff like that. I had seizures for 17 years of my life. I understand brain issues. However, that doesn't mean that something's like going on when it it comes to that case. So So. number two, like the second red flag we're going to talk about is their reactions don't match the situation. So super common. So this is red flag number two. And from the counseling website there, they say a common characteristic of narcissists is, is reacting to something small with intense rage. The level of outburst is usually out of place in relation to context of the situation. For example, sharing an opposing political viewpoint or offering constructive criticism. Similarity or similarity, similarly, there you go. Narcissists always think they are right and will rarely apologize even when they are in the wrong. A disagreement with your partner might quickly turn into a screaming fight without you realizing how you ended up there. Mm. Well, I mean, this is like 99% of all relationships that we've coached. I mean, this is like every person I've ever met almost like, like every person has, you, you're going to tell me like you've never reacted to anything. That's like, like that's abnormal or really? small or small or anything like that. Like really like or, that. That's yeah. a, like dishwashers being loaded wrong. Right. Like, like this was, this is funny because it sounds familiar. Like they, they oh, yeah. word these freaking things like this to like, Oh, um, wow, this is my situation. Like this is, this makes so much sense. They're just a narcissist. It's not me. That's what, that's what people are seeking here. Oh, it's not me. Like they want to know, oh, I'm not the problem. It's, it's, and in reality is like the people here are actually seeking validation. So does that mean you're a narcissist now? <laughs> no, and, like, and I'm not gonna lie. This one hits me really hard. Cause I'm just like, mm, this is the second one that was me. Uh, zero to a thousand is in like 0.2 seconds, if that, and it could be something small, something big, and it, it didn't matter. And so my, my reactions did not match the situation and, uh, I didn't know how to apologize. And it was one of those things that I did not apologize. I didn't think I needed to. And there was there, and there were so many deeper aspects here. And it's not because like one, I was just like arrogant and thought I was the best no, like there was actually just a lot of hurt and pain that I didn't know how to process resentment. And, and so much resentment, uh, so much resentment, bitterness, and not just towards Tommy. Let's be honest for a moment. If we're really honest with ourselves, I was also mad at myself. I was in the situation. I didn't like where I was in life. And so that made me mad at me, mad at you. And I was just mad, mad at the world. And so it didn't take much to set me off because I had all of this chaoticness going on. I didn't like where I was, didn't know how to fix any of it. And I was like, everything I try and do is making it worse. And I'm just like this cycle. I was so tired of being on that emotional roller coaster that it it did. It was like, it felt defeating. And so this is one of the things that I had gotten to. 
Yeah, I mean, there was, there was moments where there was big reactions that fit the situation, right? But, like, at the same time, there was also a lot of reactions that I had that were more or less me punching holes. I never hit her, but um, the physical abuse was actually towards me. But the, the physical the physical, uh, physical abuse towards walls, I guess, um, and things, like, I would do that um, and punch holes through walls. And it, it, one time I did throw a chair through the wall. That was a different situation. But... Like when it came to like the the actual consistency of it, I would say most of it was due to relatively smaller what seemingly things like it wasn't didn't fit the situation. It was just it was just everything compiled over and over and over again through not, issues that haven't been dealt with. Just just stacked, 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 and it was just like not dealing with emotions effectively, not driving into deeper rooted beliefs, not getting rid of the issues, not addressing the issues, not. Uh, building proper foundations like there's so many things there that actually like come to play and we're not making excuses for any of this no or our behavior but what we are saying is that like you're labeling people and or people label i don't want to say you're labeling people but people label people and it's like dude like you have no idea like what's going on in turn like do you, do you have like are you guide like do you have this like magical ability to like just or not magical but like just ability like um, of all knowing wisdom to like see inside their deeper rooted beliefs and what's really going yeah. on on a core level. Of course you don't. And there's so many things that honestly, you probably don't even know about your spouse and you know, like, Oh, well, I do know them. Like there's, you no, probably you don't. don't like there, there is things that you don't know. I, and, I guarantee it. Yes, there is. And so in this aspect, it just goes to show that, you know, one time alone doesn't heal wounds. And so all of these things that are being swept under the rug, not actually addressed or any little issue that you didn't feel heard or understood, or you felt like you just had a sacrifice or that your opinion didn't matter and you didn't get to have input into the marriage. And it's just like, whatever they want, all of these things are stacking and building and building. And what do you think all of that does? It causes a short fuse. Like there's this monumental stack of unresolved issues, unprocessed trauma and, you know, it's just getting more stacks because nothing's being addressed. Like things just being kept swept under the rug. Yep. So. I mean, it's no wonder a lot of these things happen, but let's go into the next one. So number three is the lack of empathy or compassion. Mm -hmm. And so this one says narcissists lack the ability to understand or share others' feelings, which is a skill needed in healthy relationships. How does your partner, so the question is like, how does your partner react when you express feelings or sadness or pain? Do they show genuine interest in your feelings and emotions, right? Or do they seem to only care about themselves? Okay. One, Tommy, did you hear when you said it's a skill? It's a skill. I didn't hear when I said that. Yeah. So apparently I didn't hear it, it somewhere. It's a skill. So empathy and compassion is a skill. It's learned. It's learned. Not everyone is naturally skilled in this. There is. It, it's a skill to be learned. So if they weren't taught how to actually have compassion, how to have empathy, if they weren't taught how to be healthy individuals, how to actually communicate, how to truly socialize, well, I mean, what do you expect them just to figure it out it's, on their own? It's like, partially, so it is partially like the ability, like, okay, so what temperament and stuff like that, yeah. that, that is part of it, yes. Um, however, it's not an excuse. Um, when it comes to this type of stuff, it, it, it a lot of it involves around like more of how you were raised, social programming, um, stuff like that, what you grew up in, what type of environments, what were the conversations around, like, you know, what was acceptable? Was there safe and open community? Like, there was a lot of things that go on here that you don't understand. Um, and empathy is a skill set. Like, I'm not, till this day, 
very <laughs> empathetic. Um, I will say, like, I'm not, I'm not the naturally empathetic person. Um, and people look at things in very different lenses. Um, like, for example, if someone were to get in a car wreck in front of our house, um, I'm more likely to go out and check to see if their arms, their legs, like, you know, they're, 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 they're not bleeding out somewhere. Like their vitals, like their, their vitals, those types of things. Like I'm more, I, I don't care about their emotions whatsoever, how they feel in the moment. It ain't even crossing my mind. I want to see if they're actually physically okay. I care about them, but my, my focus is very different. Um, while Desnica is going to be more like, not really, I mean, she does care about that stuff, but like, it's going to be more about, Oh, do you want to hug? <laughs> like, like, are you okay are you okay uh, like you, you know, know are you scared let's talk about it you're okay to be calming the emotions yeah. and so tommy doesn't naturally have empathy however and and i do and so one it's totally fine that we're complete opposites yes and we work out great and in that aspect but it's also a skill so tommy has learned how to be how to have empathy yeah, and I've, it. I've also learned how to not let it control my life so those that you know are just like have that have just claimed it over and like, Oh, I have to fix everyone. And, you know, cause I just feel so bad. Like, no, uh, that's a whole nother issue, but I don't fall into that category anymore. Cause that used to be like essentially people pleasing and those types of things come from this massive amount of natural empathy. So both have weaknesses, but it's understanding you naturally and how to work with it. But here, just because someone lacks empathy does not make them a narcissist. There's the inborn identity, like how they really are created, their traumas, how their view on life. There's so much that goes into this that it's not just one thing. Yeah, it's, I mean, a lot of men, I'll give you an example. Uh, a lot of men are labeled this more than women here. But um, what happens is, is they, a lot of men grow up, shut up, be a man, be a tough guy, stuff your emotions down. Your emotions don't matter. Your feelings don't matter. Don't cry. Don't cry. Right. Like a lot of men grow up like that and women too. I'll be honest with you. Like mm -hmm. a lot of women too, as well. Do you really think they're going to develop a connection to their emotions with that kind of environment? But does it make them a narcissist? No. <laughs> like get they're over like it. Set up to fail like, from the start because they're told their whole life to, to shut up, suck it up and not talk about emotions. And then they get into a marriage and then they're called a narcissist because they don't know how to handle their emotions or process their emotions or talk about emotions. Talk yeah. about being set up for failure from a society. The yeah, very beginning. Uh, that being said, number four is they can't maintain friendships. So <laughs> you can go ahead and read this. Yes. One. So they can't maintain friendships. And so what the counseling site says is, does your partner have friendships that have lasted for a while? How does your partner talk about their friends when they're not around? How many long-term relationships have they had in the past? Narcissists inflated egos make it difficult for them to have long-lasting friendships because they lack the ability to connect with someone without putting them down. Consider how your partner talks about their friends and see how they themselves are in comparison with others. Another reason why it's difficult for narcissists to maintain friendships is their issues with boundaries. They need The need for control is always present, and if they don't ho always hold power in a friendship dynamic, they may lose interest immediately. Yeah, so there's so much going on here. There's so um, many different aspects. However, like uh, we're going to touch on us for a second here. So Destinica's like her friend's dynamic has always been great um like for the most part i would oh, i wouldn't say great like you didn't have the best quality of friends but you've always had friends oh i can socialize and i like, can connect with people but i just didn't connect with the right people <laughs> yeah yeah let's just be clear on that um however me on the other hand i, I wasn't really i was more introverted if that makes sense uh, i mean i still am naturally introverted but th that being said i don't use it as a label for myself um which by the way one more quick point on the last one i just want to make 
naturally people in that case, in the previous one, uh, when it comes to like the lack of empathy, they labeled themselves an empath. Come on. Like really just cause you can feel emotions more. You're going to label yourself. Like let's stop with labels. Uh, let God do that. However, um, anyways, let's keep diving into this. So and they can't maintain friendships. Yeah. They can't maintain friendships aspect. So, um, I, at one point, uh, several points actually, uh, just at different points in my life. At some points I didn't make the, make it a, like a priority to make friends, to be honest with you. Like I was, I've always been an entrepreneur. There's been a lot of just like, I just don't want to make time for it. It was just one of those things. Um, there was other times where I had friends, quite a few friends, quite a, few, a lot of acquaintances. I was very popular. Uh, when it came to that, everybody knew me and I ended up pushing every single person away. Um, because we were going through all of our crap. Trauma. Right? Trauma. Trauma issues. And I just, I didn't have, um, this is also due to my temperament and stuff too, but I just didn't have the energy for everyone. I, I, I barely had the energy to survive day to day with what we were going through, the living hell on earth. Like I didn't have energy for people. Like the thought of just even trying to just have a friend just drained the living crap out of me. Mm-hmm. And so like, I didn't, I didn't want to do that. And then you got the other aspect of things with friends with me. So there's three things the the third thing is that, you know, when I, when I did get better and I was good and everything and I did, you know, I was always leveling up. I've always been leveling up when it comes to like my mindset, my growth, my development and stuff like that. And guess what happens when you do that? Well, you leave people behind because they choose not to grow. Um, my problem, if you don't grow or you're, it's not my problem if you don't choose to level up with me. I will motivate you. I will push you. I will try to bring you with me, but I'm not going to drag you there. Yeah. Like if you choose, everybody has the same opportunities, same many hours in the day, all that stuff to level up. If you choose not to, and I'm going to keep growing, well, I'm going to leave you there and you can be on your own. If you want to come back up and meet back up, if you want to catch up to me, cool. But I'm not going to like just sabotage my life with your mediocrity. Yeah. And there's, there's so much that goes into this whole friendship thing. So like, what if you moved a lot uh, and you didn't have that chance to build long-term friendships? So just because you don't have elementary or high school friends, like you're a narcissist, you know, most people in high school and like just any school age, honestly, are a hot mess just trying to figure themselves out and being completely weird, not being true to themselves. They have no idea what's going on. And, you know, they're different outside of school, you know, as you grow and you learn things. And so, no, there's like a lot of the same connections aren't there. So does that make them a narcissist, you know, or, you know, like Tommy said, like just different interests or like as well, like leveling up, you know, I'm, it's just conversations are different as you grow in life. Like what, like drastically different. And then also like what, how were you taught to interact with people? Like, were you taught just to make jabs and sarcasticness? And, you know, like the environment I grew up in was nothing but sarcastic jokes. Uh, And it was like called like playing, quote unquote, picking on one another, quote unquote. But it was nothing but like put downs and insults and those types of things all the time. And, you know, obviously like that's not very healthy in a lot of different ways. And it does push a lot of people away. It's a lot of passive aggressive behavior, which was also a lot of issues. I will say here in our, um, in-laws and everything issues and stuff like that. And, and so in this aspect, it most certainly came out and who wants to be around like that friend like that. So, you know, I did lose friendships with being like sarcastic all the time. You know, I had someone like dead stare me in that like face one day and was just like, wow, like that's very insulting. Like you're really good at that. 
And at the time, I was like, thanks. You know, I was like, yeah, that's really good. And no, it's not. Um, you know, I was I was skilled at those like subtle jobs, but like that's not that's not good. And so it did push people away. And so there's just so many different dynamics there in friendships. But ultimately, it's again, like, what are you taught? Like, do you know? And let's be 100% clear here. If you're not a healthy individual, which means that you have all the solid foundations as a healthy individual and, you know, you actually know how to handle your emotions, process through them, truly communicate all of those types of things, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, like healthy, you know, in those aspects, then you're not going to have healthy relationships in general. So that means you're going to struggle with friendships because how you are showing up is going to be attracting like-minded people. So you're going to be attracting other people that aren't healthy. And so it's going to be a complete problem. Yeah. Also two other things here, like one, uh, two other aspects I want to mention here that they mentioned the counseling professionals, air quotes. Um, but that being said, like they, they talked about like egos, um, Ego can be a big thing for a lot of people. We call it pride ego. It's all the same thing. Um, edging, edging got out. It's all different. There's different acronyms for it. Um, but like that being said, though, like ego is one of those things that like, you know, one can come from a place of confidence. There's true confidence, true internal security, true understanding of a true identity. And that comes from a place of true trueness. Um, ego and pride, man, so many people. I had it. Destica had it. So many people have it, um, and it doesn't show up overtly all the time. I'll be honest with you. Like, so many people, like, are afraid to ask for help. Like, so has every person that's ever not asked for help when it comes to, like, getting help for their marriage, does that mean they're narcissists? No. No. <laughs> yeah. like, like, come on, man. Like, like, um, like, also issues with boundaries. Like, man, every person I've ever coached, Ever. And I'm pretty yes. sure for her too. Every person. Every person we've ever coached, every person we've ever come across, period, has issues with boundaries. Oh, yeah. Every person. Tens of thousands of people. Every person. So, oh, they're narcissists. No, come on no. now. And so massive things. So you can see like a label just being thrown around over so many different issues here that it's just not true. But let's dive into the fifth red flag here. And that's that they gaslight you. And this is one, oh my God, Tommy clung to so hard for me. He was like, you're gaslighting me all the time. And then I was like, you're gaslighting me by saying I'm gaslighting you. And I don't <laughs> even know what you're saying. And I was just trying to talk and, and then I'd break down. So um, I hated this. It was just like something to label and it was terrible. But gaslighting is from the counseling site. Gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation that is often used by narcissists in their relationships that give them a sense of power. It can take many forms and is often hard to recognize when you're the victim of gaslighting because it usually results in your questioning your own emotions and reality. Examples of gaslighting might be your partner denying a previous conversation ever happened when you're certain it did or invalidating your feelings when you react to something they did to hurt you. You might find yourself questioning whether you're overreacting to everything, assuming everything is your fault when you get into arguments or apologizing for everything without fully understanding why. Man, there's so many aspects here that hit home for us in, in our life, yep. for sure. I want to talk about one key thing here that was a word that they <laughs> used, um, and it's it's together but also separate from this, uh, and it's manipulation. 
Let's be very clear because I see this come up a lot. We coach both couples and individuals. And on the individual side, it comes up more so, I would say. Um, with the other spouse that's not standing, they'll say, oh, you're manipulating me, right? Like to, it, they're basically they're, they're working on influencing them and, and the manipulation will come up. Narcissist, word, those type of words will come up. It's like, dude, let's make, be very clear on the difference between manipulation and leadership right now. Manipulation is getting someone to do what you want for the betterment of just you. Leadership is getting someone to do what you want for the betterment of the whole team in marriage. If you're the person not standing and you're like trying to get them to give you a divorce because that's what you want and that's that that's manipulation and you're trying to get them or you're trying to persuade them to get what you want because they don't want it the whole team doesn't want it it doesn't benefit the whole team that's manipulation leadership is getting someone to do what you want for the better of the whole team and marriage in this case the only one that's manipulative in this case is the other one in that case now yeah. people can be manipulative don't get me wrong however we were but i just wanted to clarify that real quick yes and, you know, th so there's a whole lot of here within this gaslighting. And again, like all of the, the foundational aspects of being a, an individual also come into play here. I'm not going to lie. This is so a couple of things here. Uh, I can legit forget about a conversation and for different reasons than Tommy. But sometimes Tommy forgets about conversations we had, too. There's actually a lot of science behind that in the brain. And that I love, by the way, like, yes, yes. So do I study that aspect and all the science? Oh, yeah. And it backs the Bible and I love it. So, yes, in this aspect, we both are guilty of flat out forgetting conversations and not like, and, and I'm going to be honest, sometimes I used to get so blackout mad. I would be so mad. And then I would forget what made me mad. That was super common. I was like, how do you freaking forget? And he I, thought I, I was lying and I was just not. Happened. I was like, I have no idea. I was like, I think I blacked it off. Like, I have no idea. But um, it's a real thing for people. <laughs> yes, not, it, it, it we, is. See it, we see it all the time. It has to do with the temperament and born identity and stuff like that, too. But it is something that like it is something that that happens and, quite often. Yeah. And there's most certainly like, so does this cause them? Sorry. Does this mean they're, they're gaslighting you? No. Does this mean that, you know, your marriage is going to suck and communication will be terrible forever? No, it's you don't know how to handle it or to deal with it. Yep. So this doesn't cause problems anymore for us in in that aspect. But, you know, being in this overreacting, let's just be honest, when you're in the middle of like this yelling, screaming match with your spouse and they're spitting off stuff and you're spitting off stuff and they're changing the topic and then you're lost in the conversation, but you're spitting off stuff and throwing up things that, you know, they had did in the past. And then it's like, ultimately y'all are yelling and screaming about like 50,000 different little things. And it's unclear what you're actually talking about. That's confusing. Yeah. Also on top of that, what I do want to say is like, like it's very, especially with the amount of affairs that we had in the marriage, like, like it was just, and everything that happened, like it was so easy to confuse dates, timelines, especially for me, because I was the fact finder. And like, we would confuse, all, I would, I would literally like, be like, no, 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 this is what happened. And I would go back and look and prove myself wrong. Um, and it was one of those things like that, that, that would happen. And then you're because your brain messes with you. So there's, there's that part of it. Now there is an aspect where people actually just legit lie and make you seem crazy. I get that. However, like that's not them gaslighting you. That's not them being a narcissist. That's a lot of fear. That's just fear. Like, like they don't, who wants to get caught cheating? Who wants to get caught in a lie? There, yeah. No one. <laughs> like, now, and then, so that leads to like a reaction. And so they, they're going to process and handle it however they've been taught. And so that's why like gaslighting is just such a, a lie. It's just a lot of 
reactions. People don't know how to handle themselves and just throwing out things and just being super confused. And so without actual foundations. So red flag number six is they put you down. And what the little counseling site said is because narcissists need to feel better than everyone else around them, including a significant other, they resort to putting others down if it means maintaining the superior uh, facade. facade. Yeah. Additionally, narcissists feed off the reactions of others, like getting upset when they say something hurtful because it assures them that they still have power. Be aware of how your partner reacts to success in your life. Do they undermine your achievements worth celebrating? Do they react to the news of your accomplishments with boredom instead of offering their love and support? Mm, okay, let's talk about this one because this one has a lot of crap in it too. <laughs> like, it's like, um, okay, so one, self-worth, self-confidence is a massive issue. Kind of goes along with the ego and pride, but, you know, there there was struggles in our, in our marriage. And, you know, I when I would secede, I would get a sarcastic response from Tommy. Yeah, it was it, just like, again, yeah. good job. Like, he's like, you win and succeed at everything you do. And yeah, it was not nice. It didn't, it didn't mean I was a narcissist. It just means that I was very bitter and resentful. And it wasn't even just towards her. It was towards every person that I considered having dumb luck. And I use air quotes here. Um, and it was one of those things like, you know, I went for six, I went without success for a long, long, and I'll talk about it in business wise for a long, 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 long time. And it was one of those things that when it comes to the success factor, it was like, man, like I'm doing all of these things. I'm paying for all these things. I'm doing all these things. And then you got people that just like, Oh, let's start a business and good luck. Like, like then they're just like, Oh, the people just come to me and it's like, Oh, I'm successful now. And I have no clue even how to run a business. And it's like one of those things where well, I used to call dumb luck and she would succeed board games, business, everything like, and it would piss me off. But does that mean I'm narcissist? No, no. it was because my own internal insecurities, my own internal bitterness, my own internal resentment, my own internal beliefs of not feeling good enough and, and, and not broken and defective. Like all of these different things play a role in that. Not to mention I had generational curses on me, which is a whole nother ball game. Yes. And so there's so much aspects here and I put people down too. And again, it comes up with those jabs, right? Of like, I, I didn't. And it was because th there, there was, again, one, how I was brought up, how I was taught, my own internal beliefs, my own lack of confidence within myself, not knowing who I was. There was just so many aspects and I didn't know what to do. And so this is, I just did what I knew to do, which was putting people down and having those subtle jabs in different aspects. And <laughs> excuse me, um, in those and so, yes, it, it causes problems. It causes, but did that mean I was narcissistic? No, it means that I had unprocessed trauma and I wasn't a healthy individual and I didn't know what I was doing. So number f number seven. In so this is, this is additional ones we've included that aren't within the counseling perspective page that we copy and paste on here to go through. So uh, number seven is they love bomb you. Right? I oh, used to this tell is, Tommy this, this all the time. It's a super common thing that I got accused of. Now, I love giving gifts. I love giving gifts. I don't really care about getting gifts, but I do love giving gifts. And he would be really mean or, he, you know, he would cheat on me and I would catch him and then I would get like a slew of gifts and I, so that's all I threw them all in the trash can. Yeah, that's all, <laughs> that's all I knew to do. Well, you didn't throw the giant tree I left in front of you away, I don't think. But um, anyways, that was the whole thing. Um, the whole different thing. 
Uh, it was funny. It scared her. But uh, anyways, regardless of it, like I did love Bummer when it comes to like the society's point of view. Um, right. With like and mine at the time and hers at the time <laughs> with like gifts and stuff like that. But I didn't I didn't know like, OK, so just like all people that we coach as far as the individual side, when I was the one in that specific like time period or time frame, because the last time she was working on getting me back. So she did it a very different way. Um, I was working on getting her back because I didn't want to lose my spouse. So like I'm, I'm trying to do all these honeydews and nice. Th- How do you think we learned all these mistakes? Um, I tried to do all these honeydews and which pissed her off more. Oh gosh, like, yes. I tried to do all these like gifts and stuff like that and you know, begging and like pleading and like notes and like and all these different things. Like I brought you a gift every single morning, like for weeks. Um, and it was just like or I think it was even a month or more, but like it was ridiculous. And like so like none of that really helped. Good job, you want a cookie was literally my mo- motive. Like I was just yeah, like, I don't was, care. Like it didn't help at all. And <laughs> then you get accused of being a narcissist even more so. Like, it doesn't help. Like, but the, does that mean you're narcissist? No. no, that's just all I knew how to do. Like, I was just desperate trying to get my wife back and my family back. Like, I didn't know what I was doing everything that I could do to try. Well, that I not could do. I was doing everything that I knew, knew. how to do. Let's just be that's very clear. That's a very big aspect. And all of these are things that you just know how to do. It's that it's what you don't know that hurts you the most. Yeah, you're doing all the wrong. Just to be clear for individuals here. You're doing all the wrong things to get your spouse back right now. And red flag number eight is they play the victim and make everyone else think you're the monster. This so, was a huge thing for me. Tommy Tommy declares that this is what I was doing. However, let's just be, I'll speak from my perspective. So a little bit of ego and pride. It was all Tommy at the time. I was amazing. And so this is, it, it's not, it's not a truth. So I'm going to be hundred percent. No, I was doing things wrong. One, I was in a lot. I was enabling a lot. There were so many different things on my she end. She was in a lot of pain, a, a lot of lot hurt, of, anger. So many different aspects. And so I was the one who was taking care of all the bills. I was cleaning, doing everything around the house. I did everything with the kids. I made sure everything was taken care of. You know, I literally ran and did everything. And Tommy just did Tommy. Does that mean that I didn't have anything else to do? Like that I couldn't work on the marriage? No. And in fact... Like I was doing a lot of the wrong things. And so again, we're just going to bring that out. But it was just what I knew how I was like, okay, I'm gonna take care of things. And it caused a lot more damage. But in this, in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm doing everything that makes me amazing. And you suck like in a nice way. And, and that's like in a very, very toned down nice way is what I thought about Tommy at the time. And so I would tell everyone, like, I do everything. I'm like, I pay all the things. I like clean the house. I do the kids and I manage everything. And he just does what he wants. And so it did make him look like a giant monster. Yeah, monster, lazy, like all those different things. It made, it it crafted a certain narrative that made me look bad to every family, everyone else. And it was very annoying. It was very hurtful. Um, when in reality, it was both of us that were yes. the issue, to be honest with you, like, equally like like, she, like like we had a lot of stuff going on for a lot of years but like it was one of those things that like it wasn't just me it wasn't just her we never we don't even take sides like when it comes to helping people by the way that's no. not that's not how we do things uh just to be very clear and if you've had that happen i'm sorry that person who ever did that to you was an idiot um as far as professional it, but it's both like we're not taught these things like that if you haven't caught the running theme is one of them is that we're not taught as a society how to have like be one a healthy individual 
to have healthy relationships at all, which obviously impacted the friendships. And what, how do you think you can have a healthy marriage if you're not, if you don't know how to take care of yourself in a healthy way? You won't. You, you can't. I was never taught how to lead. I was never taught to be a man. Like I was never taught to be responsible. I didn't even have, I didn't have responsibilities as a kid. Oh, if you don't give your kids responsibility, please do. Please just like, do. Like she, she had more responsibilities than what she should have. Like I had way none. <laughs> like like how do you, you pair that together. What do you get? A lot of problems. Yeah. Um, very I took care of everything like always and he yeah, did nothing. Like. Very different culture. <laughs> like, I mean, we're very different today. I do lead. And like we were talking about this with our team a little bit ago. Like I'm not a, di- I'm not a dictator or dick, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, because like, at the time like, he used to try and be a dick to lead. And I'm like, yeah, that's not working. It's not like woman do it. I say like nothing like that. Like one, anybody that really knows her knows that she's very fiery till this day. That'll never change. Um, but like very fiery. she will not like, and I love that about her, but she will not like be dictated by anyone. Um, so like no. she's very alpha female. So that being said, though, if you think that's the case, we've had people call us out on that and think that's a thing. You have no, you don't even know her. So like, that's just funny. Yeah. But that oh. being said though, like um, when it comes to that type of stuff, I, people hear what they do is they label the other person. Like I did, I thought she was a covert narcissist. So she's not a covert narcissist. No, I'm not. Obviously just stop labeling people. The next one, number nine is actually, uh, they are hypocritical. Yes. And this one we actually threw around both at each other all the time. And I was like, you did this, but you say this and you're lying and it makes you a hypocrite. And you, you know, I would say more of it was thrown at me probably more than anyone else. Cause I didn't, I, and, and it was deserved in some ways. Like I would, I, I wasn't a man of my word, um, back then, but at this, and she, she did stick to her word when it comes to like certain things for sure, way more than me. But um, regardless, either way, we we're both hypocritical. But does that mean yes. we're narcissists? No. No. <laughs> like, everybody, no. like uh, every person I've ever met at some point in their life uh, or throughout their life has been a hypocrite. Yes. In fact, a lot of people that we meet live completely out of their, I would say 99.9% of the people that we meet live completely out of alignment. And that means they're a hypocrite. Does that mean they're narcissist? No. There's not talk. Tens of thousands of people every year are narcissists that we meet. No, no. And so red flag number 10 is they are controlling. And this one, one, it did get brought up in friendships a little bit, but I wanted to save like the bulk of talking about it here is because they're controlling and it could just be like in one area or all areas where they have to have control over, you know, their friendship or like over all decisions or over the finances or or whatever. First of all, and so I held all the control in our relationship. One, I just didn't trust Tommy. She didn't want to lead. I didn't want to leave, but I couldn't trust Tommy. But that does that make me a narcissist? No, Tommy didn't step up. Like he would go spend all the well, money on. I did. Uh, yeah, at the t- <laughs> at the time, I'm talking about like in the moment. Um, I'm sitting here like picturing different events that we had went through, and so you know he would go spend all the money at that time. Like he would go spend it all on stupid things. He's like, oh, I wanted this and I wanted this. I'm like, how are we gonna pay for our like house? He's like, oh. and so guess who would have to figure that out? Me and bred more resentment and more resentment and so then i would just cling to control also how you're raised the environment you raise control typically is a trauma response from something that's not processed i have so many women who have this desire need to be in control of so many different aspects 
but it's because they don't know how to process and, and let go and be able to truly heal and know what's truth and what's not truth yep. because of all the trauma they went through. Yeah, also, you got the other side things like why I was, we talk about fighter jet versus crop duster. I was definitely a crop duster leader, like mm-hmm. not even a leader. I was just horrible at what I did. Uh, father, husband, leader all the way around. Very like passive. why would very passive as well, by the way, if you're a passive male, like so toxic, but like when it comes to like this type of stuff, like I wasn't, I wasn't a good leader. Why would she trust me to lead? Why would she let go of control? That doesn't make any sense. I was like, I'm not going to let our family collapse. Like, no. Two, two, she's very alpha. So you add those two mixed together. That's not going to work. Like, of course, she's going to take the lead. She's a natural leader. So like that, that, that doesn't like, does that mean I'm narcissist or does that mean she's narcissist? No. And I want to hit on something just not related to narcissist, but just because if you have an alpha female or she, you're like, she's a leader. Um, well, men, if you have a dominant woman, that means you just need to step it up to lead. You have to step it up even more so than what a normal person would with the passive female. Because that doesn't mean that they're going to like bow down and like lessen themselves. No, like you need to step up and lead. And it actually makes for a heck of a couple and accomplishing a lot in life and truly thriving in life if you actually do it the right way. So I decided to throw that out there. But overall, all of these top 10 flags are just so untrue about whether you're an actual narcissist or not. And hopefully you've come to that realization of there's just so many different aspects and it's just literally a flat out label being thrown. Yeah. So we have a question for you. So that being said, going through all those, we have a question for you or questions, I guess. Um, have you ever done any of these things? Have you, have you ever wanted someone to like you or a lot of people to like you? Have you ever played victim more than once in your life? Have you ever been a hypocrite? You ever wanted control over a situation? You ever been put? Have you ever? Have you ever put someone down? You ever lied about something so you didn't get caught? Have you ever lost friendships? Have you ever wanted more than? Have you ever reacted more than ten times in your life to anything? Have you ever wanted attention in your life and wanted to be heard, valued, understood, respected? Like you ever wanted any of those things? Well, if you did, if you ever did any of those things, well, that must mean that you're a narcissist. <laughs> how stupid that is it's totally stupid and ignorant it's not and so you can see like literally anyone could be labeled narcissist and the truth is people have trauma people have deep-rooted issues they're stressed out at the end of their ropes they have all of this chaos going on in the internal side of them they don't know how to process it they're swinging they have highs they have lows some people aren't eating some people aren't sleeping which adds emotional roller coaster yeah, adds to more chaos because if you're not eating and sleeping, your body is like in a shutting down and like in survival mode. And so all of this stuff is going on. That's that's not saying they're narcissists. They just don't know how to be healthy individuals. They weren't taught. Now, we're not making excuses for any of the actions and we're not obviously encouraging any of these behaviors. It's it's just hurt people hurt people. Yeah, hurt people <coughs> hurt people. It's just what it is. It doesn't make their actions okay. Does it... Does it, no, it doesn't. Does it make, does it, when it comes to like their actions, does it discredit like anything of you feeling bad or anything like that? No, not at all. If they're hundred percent responsible for their actions, I don't care what they did. Like hundred percent. Yeah. Like they have, they have to heal and grow as a person and, and build all needed foundations. Like however, both of you can have a happy marriage. Yes. Just to be very clear. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like you can. And 
so just for that clarity, you know, we did have multiple professionals diagnose us, you know, um, I had multiple people diagnose Tommy as narcissistic or narcissist, like, you know, just through conversation and just like, well, you know, he's a narcissist. And I still remember being on the, cause I, I did in person on the phone, I did all these things. And so I was on the phone one day and, and they were just like, oh, he's a narcissist. And I was like, and, and I was like, okay. And then I, it went into that hopelessness state and he also had me labeled. Yeah. It's, it's it's honestly just ridiculous. Like, stop listening to these nut jobs tell you that your spouse is a, a narcissist. Like, they have no business in your marriage. Like, oftentimes these people have not been through everything that you've been through. Like, it's just, there, there's, no. No one should label you except your creator. That's it. Yeah. Like, just be very clear on that. And we both showed all signs of, like, the 30 red flags. We only covered 10, but there's 30. We had all of them on both sides. And we've had hundreds of clients with now successful marriages diagnosed the same like and so it's in this aspect like is narcissist like a real thing yeah there's disorders just like i had seizures there's just there's brain abnormalities mm -hmm. there's disorders that happen um but does it mean that they're narcissists most people that you meet no and no before you go into this home oh, i'm the one lucky individual that my spouse is actually probably not most likely and not at all yeah. like stop Let's attaching don't attach to the very very small chance I, I could disprove that any day of the week with almost pretty much everyone so like it's not and, and also I, I will say this like if the people that come to me and say that their spouse is a narcissist if i really looked at your life i could get on a call with you look at all the details in your life and i could get all 30 red flags and point them all out that you have and call you a narcissist. And then you ask, like, was well, that beneficial? Like, no, like, so what does this label even benefit? It's it, to make money off of industry drugs. Yes. And to diagnose people. That's all it is. And so the truth is, is really, it's just people are going through a ton of trauma. And everyone exhibits those traits when you're going through trauma. And relationship, relationship trauma is extremely real like oh, that is real on top of all of the things that were going on previous in your life all of that th all of that stacking up yes. so all of this is a big issue yep. and I've, I've had i've had just to be clear here just to, to be real how real relationship trauma is number one i wouldn't we, we wouldn't wish on anyone even no. our worst enemy um that being said we also um, i've had people that have had like i've got on the phone with where they've had i think like 10 to 13 of their their battle buddies like in war shot and killed in front of them. And they say that they would never, they would rather go through that way more times than actually go through relationship trauma. Yeah. Cause it's, and it's terrible. And so all of these things play a role. It doesn't mean they're narcissist. It means they're not a true healthy individual. They don't know how to process through emotions. They don't know how to communicate. You know, they weren't taught these things that one to one, like our goal with this episode was to challenge you and your way of thinking and really give you hope. Like one of that's one of the biggest aspects is like we want to give you hope because when people are seeking that narcissist and it's like that oh and I'm not gonna lie I used it because I was like trying to seek a validation for me to leave the marriage and I was just like mm. you're looking for a way out it's all you're doing <clears throat> instead of a way to make it work and I wanted you know I wanted to leave in that aspect and but I knew I wasn't supposed to and I'm so glad I didn't and I actually got help because if I would have just left with my own bad behaviors and so even though I was doing 
like everything. That doesn't mean I was doing the right things. And I would have just had this in my next relationship, but worse and then worse and worse and worse. And so it really comes to this, like you have to have that true foundation as a healthy individual. If you want to have any healthy relationship. Yeah. I don't believe we, we, we just don't believe in this crap. Like when it comes to narcissism, like, but the question is like, are you going to continue to label your spouse and let the world shape your view of them? which most of the world are victims, which I guess they must be narcissists, right? But like <laughs> social, are you gonna allow social programming or are you going to work work to change their view and marriage and influence them to grow? Like, are you going to label them or inspire positive change? And I'm not talking doing the th- same things you're doing. What you've been doing isn't working. We're talking you need help, like yes. to do this the actual right way. Are you going to play victim? which hope not because then you might be labeled narcissist or are you going to do something about it? Right? Like, what are you going to do here? How are you going to change? And we really just wanted to inspire you in this and give you hope. And yes, your marriage can be saved. There's things that you can do. No, you're not doing everything again. It's not what you do know. It's what you don't know that hurts you the most. And we see it all the time. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, uh, we love you. God loves you. And we will see you on the next podcast. Have a good one. Bye. Now that's all we have for today's show. And remember, prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.